Tenbound, the world's leading research and advisory firm 100% focused and dedicated to sales development, is now announcing the Tenbound Sales Development Conference 2020. This year, we'll welcome over 750 of the top minds in sales development to two major conferences, the New York City Leadership Conference on June 18th and the San Francisco Multitrack Conference on August 17th. Join us at both and learn from the best in sales development in these one-day experiences. Gain the latest intelligence from the 10-bound analyst team, unparalleled training opportunities, and networking with the leaders in our industry at the 10-bound Sales Development Conference 2020. Go to 10bound.com conference to learn more. That's 10bound.com conference. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am honored to have a guest on the show from all the way across the pond. I mean, this is really far away because I'm here in California, and I am joined today by Tim Royston Webb, VP of Strategy with HG Insights, among many other jobs at the company, all the way from the United Kingdom. Tim, thanks for jumping on. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here, and nice to meet you all. Yes, I have worked with HG Insights in the past, and David was good enough to connect us. I am really excited to dive in with you on the higher level strategy aspect of using data to form ICPs and truly, you know, making it tactical and useful because we're really at a stage right now in sales development where there's almost a spectrum of the ways that people use data from the old school ways of just dumping in a bunch of data and hoping for the best to very sophisticated use of data, which I'm sure that you've seen out there in your travels. So before we dive into that, though, Tim, tell us about your background. You have a very interesting background in how you came to HG Insights and how you became a high-level strategist at the company. Sure, no worries at all. So I guess I'm very fortunate in that, in all of the roles. I've actually headed up a number of market intelligence companies and work through market intelligence companies with a track record of sales and marketing directly into both enterprise and into the vendor space. And the benefit of that is, of course, is the collection of unique insights across, you know, dealing with CIOs for many years, as well as obviously, as I said, the provider market. And through the leadership roles, you know, I had leadership roles working for Gideon Gartner Direct uh, through Giga. Then Forrester was on the executive board of Ovum, and I headed up a 300 million line actor in former. So I've been in this space a long, long time. And in all those times, really, the focus of my activities has been around how do you take an organization and focus it onto a client's process to really drive impact? And that's our focus here. So informing how I became involved with HG, in effect, I was a partner at HG. I formed... When I left my last organization, again, I headed up about eight, seven or eight market intelligence businesses for a conglomerate group. And through that, effectively felt that they weren't addressing the market in the most effective way. So what I did is I started forming a business, Pivotal IQ. And Pivotal, one of the things that I did was form a partnership with HG because HG Data, as was at the time, had, as we all know, very unique, high quality installation data, which forms part of the view that, you know, if you want to be able to better compete in today's market, to really understand kind of the market landscape, having a good view of technology installs is key. And HG was a very strong quality-driven engineering organization, I would define it as. And 
the one thing that we did at Pinnacle was take the strength of that data and align it into the market through a very well-structured sales and marketing solution that was focused around client processes. And the involvement with HG extended and HG data as was, and Pivotal came together in order to better face the market together to provide a more rounded solution. So, and through that engagement, one of the things that Pivotal brought to the HD data family was a large number of insights driven by IT budgetary spend and also contract intelligence. So what the uh, bringing the three elements together actually does, it allows us to see on a global uh, scale, what are people using? How much are they spending on it? and who's influencing that spend from the point of view of systems integrators and major IT and VPI outsourcers. So that's how where the contract intelligence comes in. So it's the unison of those three elements, but we can dig deeper into that as we go through. But you know, principally, the coming together was to do one thing, and what HG Insights does today is really focus on driving the effectiveness of a technology provider's sales and marketing activities, and that's the full gamut of sales and marketing activities, right the way from planning through to prioritization, looking at partnership engagements, competitive engagements, et cetera, and using our plethora of, of data. And there's a lot of data, not just around technology and stores, which goes much deeper, but we have a huge amount of data in our corpus that allows us to really bring huge insights to our client organizations. And hopefully we'll get to touch on some of those processes and why this is so important, what makes it different and why indeed many organizations are having challenges assimilating data into their organizations and how HG has a solution to address that. I love it. Thank you so much for that background. That's so funny. I didn't go deep enough into your resume because I used to work at a subsidiary of Informa like 12 years ago, and they came in and bought the group of companies. So you might have been my boss at some point (laughs) (laughs) a long time ago. And we had consultants from Ovum in the office, you know, with us. And, you know, they kind of came with the package deal. And that shows you how small the market really is. But for me, the net of all of the experience, all it does is give me really a large amount of input from a cross section of market intelligence and data organizations on the needs of the market, both supply and demand side. And really, it's that that's when you stated an interesting background that kind of shapes my strategic role, I actually focus Yes, on helping shape the direction of the of the business, but also my life really is spent talking with customers about their challenges and their use cases and about how to use data more effectively within the shape of their organization. So from you know emerging very small organizations to very well established. In fact, we have 22 of the top 30 B2B major vendors now. And as a result of that, getting to work very closely with them gives you a huge insight into the different I guess, sales and marketing practices and the challenges that sit within them. Okay, there's so many different directions that we could go because you've got such a wide swath of experience. But I think, why don't we start with, I hear challenges out there from kind of the end user, middle management perspective, but what kind of challenges do you hear as you're going from, you know, I don't know where to start. Do we start with the massive sure. enterprises? Or, yeah, you t- yeah. Why don't I frame, no worries, why don't I frame some of these and let's see whether we can do it in a structured form. So principally, I started by saying our focus is on driving the effectiveness of sales and marketing activities of technology providers, whether that is helping organizations with their programmatic display advertising or whether that's going through to helping an organization to be able to really size and plan a market, wallet share analysis, priorities, et cetera. You know, one of the problems in the industry at the moment is that the first major challenge is when you think about first level data, 
Okay, we think about an organization's own data. Typically, most organizations, when they will engage with a company like our own, will look to augment their own data. And part of that augmentation will is usually in the form of, hey, I've got my CRM records. Can I enrich them with installs or spend? And of course they can. But principally, the problem you have, and if an organization is trying to increase their effectiveness, other than trying to better compete or run a series of campaigns, whatever else, the reality is most organizations' internal data has evolved from a set of lists they've bought, from a set of previously territory reviews, from a series of sales guys joining the organization and adding their contacts and companies and et cetera. So what you find is most organizations' CRM systems, collection of entities, and I've worked with some organizations where they've given me several million entities to review and enrich and add score and all the various other things, and other organizations who might be much more focused, I could go to a major service provider who might turn around to me and say, you know, our sweet spot is these 5,000 companies. So you get a whole mixture in between. But the reality is none of them truly reflect. They reflect history. They reflect previous expenditure. They reflect a whole mixture of things. And if we think about traditional marketing processes, what marketers and sales guys ultimately love to do is they love to be able to segment size and really compare and contrast different companies against each other to, to prioritize them and understand where they should focus, whether that's where they should focus a campaign or whether that's where they should focus a calling activity or an engagement activity, whatever that is. Now, the problem with that is most people's data today doesn't represent the market. So, you know, I can take a major hardware vendor, which I've done, and, you know, I can look at it and they'll give me a million companies and I will turn around and say, that's great. But, you know, look at, you know, you're missing 40% of the market. And, you know, how can you do white space analysis when you have a composite view of a market? So the fundamental problem with the application of data today, if you were to come in and say, well, okay, let's just enrich my current database with installation records, which of course we do from many clients in order to help them perhaps put some competitive campaigns or to light up or set a context around a customer's IT environment for the, to support a messaging campaign. But you know, the critical thing is when we do a match and then we do an overlay, what we do differently and what we did differently is HG put in place a very well-structured entity, which they did with a relationship with DMV, okay, but which we then enriched and extended. And effectively, we put in place an entity structure, an entity model, that represents the demand side of the market. So the strength and the structure of that, and it's well evenly distributed worldwide, is a real unique, because what that allows us to do then, when we overlay our records onto our entity set, when we use that entity set to help form our spend algorithms, as well as to be enriched by our spend algorithms and our contract analytics, effectively what that allows us to do is to A, by overlaying that onto a client's environment, we can very, very simply see where's the white space? What don't you know? And one of the greatest challenges in today's vendor supplier landscape is the fact there's a huge amount of knowledge that they don't know. And the first thing that every vendor does is say, enrich what I know. And that's fine. Give me more insights into what I already know is one approach. And it's an approach which certainly gives you an uplift. The next approach is, okay, show me what I don't know. I don't just mean what I don't know from an installation footprint or a spend footprint to help me prioritize my existing base, but help me understand the accounts which are more lucrative to me that I just know nothing about today because they haven't evolved through that CRM build.
And, you know, buying in another list might pick some of them up. But of course, you end up duplicating and doing all sorts of other things. So what we do with our customers and the reason why what HG has done, which is fundamentally different, it has built a set of foundational data, which is well structured and allows for easy segmentation and analysis so that when you overlay it onto your own environment, it's very, very easy to then enrich your environment, both with what don't we know, but also help me set then a context, both through overlaying onto the new accounts, but also my existing environment, help me compare and contrast my own environment with that wide landscape. So I can see, get a better view of which markets I should engage with, how do I prioritize them, how do I size them, how do I engage with them? And it's only by having a very well-structured view of the end-user market that you're able to do that. Now, the other thing that HG has done, which is very different, and by the way, the traditional approach to this or the new approach seems to be, you know, if you look at all of the evolution of the CDP players, you know, whilst we look into trends in the market, the approach seems to be, we have a hairball in our CRM data. Let's put a technology solution over the top that allows us to somehow try and find some sense and some context through all of this data, through our own data, through enrichment and all the other forms of data out there. And in the hope that that contextualization will give a further uplift. The problem is, again, you're still bringing a technology solution over an unstructured data set. And that's fine, but you've still got to bring some order and structure to it. So what seems to happen in the data world is that lots of people have forgot that traditional sales and marketing, I'll come back to my first point, is really formed around the ability to very cleanly segment companies and opportunity data, sales data, whatever data we have, to be able to segment it in a clean way such that you can use it to surface really strong insights to A, to better plan, to better better run better campaigns, but also to be able to prioritize more effectively and to, as you review your territories. When you started this and we, you know, we kind of talked around what are the biggest challenges, the biggest challenges for our customers today or for the vendor landscape today that is working with, I would say, traditional first level data without that structure is how in that environment do we identify, you know, what don't we know? How do we identify the white space? How do we compare and contrast our own data? our own environment when in fact we have our own lots of duplication we have not not us i mean i'm talking on behalf of the vendor when they in fact have duplication they have lots of unstructured content etc and you know inaccurate firmos and all the various other things if you merely augment that with additional data and you don't have an ability to segment it how do you really do territory prioritization? How do you try and identify which companies are really best suited to buy when you can't categorize them in a very clean and efficient way? And so what we do at HG is really work on the whole spectrum of, it's not just about the strength of our data, you know, which is gold standard. It's how do you take that best in class data and really activate it within the client's environment? And that requires two things. The activation requires the best process to help support the activation, which, again, we work with our clients on and really bring that, as well as the best tools. So we have a range of tools, activation tools, that run from programmatic audience, whether that is a, you know, a LinkedIn connection so that we can light up a segment very easy, either in Marketo and take it all of the way into LinkedIn very, very quickly, whether that's contextualizing 
an account record in Salesforce very, very simply with a native Salesforce tool where we can actually show, you know, what the client landscape, not just whether he's using one or two products, but what's really going on in his infrastructure to show that client spend, whether that's in Salesforce, whether it's in Marketo, whether it's in a programmatic audience play, a wider audience, digital audience play, or whether that's in a platform delivered product, or it's a flat file enrichment or a list buy. All of it is based on the same foundational data. And the critical thing is how you activate that in the best way into the client's process. And that's our difference. You know, rather than throwing purely just technology at it, as well as bringing out a suite of tools, we also have something called desktop as a service. Effectively, we have a whole team which basically takes the data and works with the client to bring it into their environment in the most effective way. And depend upon the option that's you know, the client is using, that's an inclusive element of our service, which effectively allows us to really best deliver to the client. And that's mainly because, you know, you take a technology solution and just throw it at your environment. Every vendor's process is slightly different. And what we do is we work with the vendors to bring them to a common place so they can get the best functionality through our tool set. But to do that, they need some handballing and that's why we use desktop as a service. But really what it comes down to, and as I said, back to your first point, is what are the challenges? I go back 10, 15 years, it was much, much easier to sell and compete. You know, you had a client's infrastructure where a client would buy, you know, a suite of products from a mixture of vendors. You're in a landscape now where clients have, you know, swapped out traditional on-premise infrastructure for cloud infrastructure, and that continues apace. We're in a situation now where clients are now looking through using RPA and a whole mixture of other solutions to start now, you know, are going through, again, the similar pace for digital transformation. And so what you're seeing is you're seeing massive infrastructure change and you're seeing traditional vendors really geared up for, you know, how they have a discussion with the client around a particular product or product solution. And yet really with no context around what that client, what's going on in that client environment. So, you know, one of the strengths of the installed technology that we have is the fact that we profile 10,000 products in the customer and using that to provide a picture and a context of that customer's installation environment. So whether it's a marketing campaign or a salesperson or whether it's a sales operations person to really understand how they need to prioritize and plan their territories, we can very quickly query what is now 100 million plus installations to provide a very structured view of a market of the company composites within it to really then say to the vendor, here's your solution. Let's look at your ICP. Let's profile the companies and the environment, you know, of those customers and prospects or even of your competitors. And let's use that to prioritize and help us, you know, let us help you to use that data to cross your whole sales and marketing activities. As I've said, whether that is in the simplest way just to buy a list. We can use the same data to define the right companies to realize which companies to enrich and apply all the way through to we can make sure that when you're, you know, if you're using LinkedIn programmatically, rather than just putting a LinkedIn campaign across every CIO about a particular message, why not target the companies who have a particular technology installed or a particular profile of technologies so we know they're going through digital transformation, so let's target those. And this requires very well-structured data at the core to be able to effectively light up. And this is a lot more than, yes, we can do from the very simple, as I've said, enrich a single account record or take it all of the way. But the strength of this means is how you use data and how you mature through the use of data over time 
to bring this acceleration. We have customers now who are seeing eight to 11, just under 12 times better return rates on their campaigns by contextualizing their campaigns through our data and using our insights to deliver that. We're seeing three times improvement in win rates, three to five times improvement in win rates and shortening of sales cycles. We have one customer who's who shortened his sales cycles by an order of five and is achieving that through really making sure that their campaigns and the focus of their activities in a very well-structured and prioritized way is that they're able to contextualize their discussions, have worthwhile discussion, have be able to identify you know, the right companies, the right engagement points to really accelerate. And that requires not just the right data which we deliver, but the right data delivered in a way which you can really put into your process in an effective way to accelerate and then you know to improve the effectiveness of your of all of your activities not just you know one part of it but you know whether that is one part or all we can you know help light all of that up in different ways but it's a long answer but hopefully that helps to at least position that data is important but as is activation and as is understanding a vendor's process to understand how we can bring these huge insights to bear on an organization to make those sales and marketing processes more effective Got it. And so give me an example, like say a mid-sized company, they're experiencing the usual challenges that you mentioned. And, you know, where do you enter the process and who do you work with and where do you start? Sure. So, you know, let's not talk about budgetary holders, CMOs and VPs of sales and, and chief commercial officers, but let's let's get down into where the doing, I mean, the core people who have to operationalize this. So whether this is sales ops or marketing ops, which typically is where a lot of the engagement happens, the engagement layer, and typically what we will do is we will start with, as I've said, a lot of customers, especially tend to be, when they first engage with data, they're used to buying in lists and a whole mixture of things. And as a result, I would say the data maturity layer when they first are introduced is, I won't say immature, but earlier stage. Now, what that effectively means is, you know, they will come to us and we will start by enriching records, helping them identify who the competitors are within the given market, helping them identify, you know, what their potential ICP might be, which typically comes at second stage where they say, okay, so we know our competitors, we've run some campaigns. What we really want to now do is, you know, we want to make sure they're more targeted. So what we will do is we will then focus to help them understand about their own ICP. That comes in a mixture of ways. We might use our own data or their data to interrogate their client base. The nice thing is using installation data, we can turn installation data onto itself. So I can look at the installation data, for example, of a customer, and then I can say, okay, these are your customers. That's great. These are your competitors' customers. But let's look at the infrastructure within your competitors' customers or your own customers to really understand why you've been successful. Are there some particular infrastructure signals? You know, do you tend to have success in big companies, mid-sized companies? Do you have companies, a success where those companies have gone through a particular transformation? Do you have success? Do we see you more where we see other products in place? Do we have, so what that allows us to do is to start to build a, a picture of an organization's footprint. And then from that, what we will do is we will say, look, you know, we can, first of all, enrich you know, if this is the success, let's do two things. Let's provide a wider enrichment beyond a small subset of products, or we might provide an enrichment of 20 or 30 products, which we believe are the impactful products across the market for that particular vendor that married to their ICP. A mid-sized vendor, I would come and I would say, okay, we found, you know, these are the 10 or 15 products or vendors 
tend to be instrumental where you have a foothold. So we know, for example, that some customers work well in the multi-cloud environment. Some vendors work well where there's a particular stage of digital transformation. Some will work well you know, where they see Azure or where they see a particular you know, document management system or similar. Once we find that and we pattern, what we'll also then do is look for particular partners they may all have, because again, that's very useful. So we can light up where we see a partner in a particular company. And that's useful so they can go hand in hand with their partner into that account. So there's a mixture of enrichment that happens and identification that happens. And all we're doing is we're starting to build sales plays, sales and marketing plays. Once we have the data, we will then use that and we will provide, you know, some customers want enrichment. Some customers will look and say, well, look, I've got my 300,000 companies at the moment. That's where I'm focusing. I'm not really interested in white space. I want to go for deeper penetration in those customers. So in that case, we will do that enrichment and help them to better understand that, that client landscape. For customers that then want to say, well, okay, you know, I want to see the wider opportunity set, we will then look wider into the marketplace, take the same ICP across, and then we will bring back to that company, you know, here are the X number of opportunities which we think directly map onto ICP that you should really be profiling. Now, because we also do, as well as install, we also do spend, with that budgetary spend, we can use to then light up around what that customer's is a proxy for what that customer's physically spending. And using that to then turn around and helping that customer to prioritize from the point of view of, you know, their ICP alignment and also what they're spending. It's a very quick exercise. It's quite a simple exercise because the data is so well structured. And that overlay onto a mid-market customer's environment in that form What that does is not just help you using that data enrichment to inform your campaigns, but using those, what might be 10, 20, 30 product enrichment, could be one, two product enrichments. You know, if I turn around to you and say this particular customer is using X, Y, and Z, and he's at this stage in his transformation, what that will do for you when you do a calling campaign is, you know, the sales guy suddenly has a context because we've contextualized that customer he has a context for his discussion. And that's where you really start to get the enrichment, that enrichment into how you contextualize your marketing campaigns or your sales calling or your sales activities and how you then prioritize the fit of those customers to those, which allows you then to prioritize, make sure you've got the right territories, whether that's, as I said, white space, whether it's just territory prioritization, whether it's wallet share sizing, using the spend as a way to do that, or whether it's through operationalizing you know your engagements through that contextualization of the customer and that for a mid-sized customer all we have done is enrich those records and provided the enrichment not just across their existing base but if they want to extend that into that white space across the market to then turn around and say this is what your market really looks like this is the gap to where you're currently focusing And this, we then enrich those new opportunities so you can see them side by side with your own. And we can turn around and say, here's the market, here's where you're focused, here's the gap, and we've enriched it so that you can now target both your existing base and that opportunity space using those enriched records and that contextualization to best effect. And, you know, two things happen through this. One is you get a win through the enrichment and that contextualization, the fact that your campaigns and your calling through the different activation routes we have become really effective. But secondly, what happens is the fact the focus you bring into your organization through you now have a purpose and a very well-structured way to operationalize through data, you get an immediate uplift. And it's the operationalization of that data and your process, right, 
because it's really your process which is the most important element. Data just forms into your process, but it's helping bring purpose to the operationalization of your process that effectively is where you get your uplift. And what we've seen across all of our clients is where they take this data and really then say, well, okay, now we've got this. Let's drive, let's think about our messaging. Let's really now target these campaigns in an effective way. Let's make sure our sales guys focus in like this across the opportunity accounts, use this contextualization. It's that discussion, not what a technology tool is going to deliver for you. It's the focus of the activities and the focus of the customer context that really lights up your existing processes because you know our vendor customers are working very hard and are very skilled and much more skilled than I am at their sales and marketing processes because they're personal to them. What we're able to do is to help them to really focus their activities in the right way and prioritize their activities in the right way by helping light up their campaigns and their activities using the best-in-class data. That's really what we do, and that's how we drive effectiveness because, you know, if a data provider stood up and said, we can drive effectiveness for your process when you've got millions of experts, and we deal with the biggest companies as well as the smallest. The critical thing is what we do is we bring data into an organization and insights into an organization that helps give them a purpose or focus around their existing activities. And it's that focus, that operationalization of that process in a more effective way, which gives the uptick. And our data and insights merely inform that. But as I've said, it's the largest customer or the smallest. Now, the great thing for your first point, which is, you know, a mid-market company comes in, wow, this sounds like a lot of data, a lot of insight. The great thing is we run a syndicated service in what we do. So small clients, whether it's a one-man organization, a mid-size or a very large organization, gets access because we have very well-structured foundational data. All of our clients and this data is syndicated. What this means is whether your entry point is a list buy or whether it's all of the way through to a full propensity model, are using all of the data, you're able to access the same data, whether you're a 20 billion customer, a revenue customer, or a new fledgling 50, you know, someone who's, you know, may well be a 500,000 company dollar revenue organization because they're just out of the blocks. The great thing is you can access the same data because of how it's delivered and get access to that data and bring it into your organization to make you as effective as whether you're a large organization or a small organization. The only difference will come in the level of internal resources you have to operationalize your own process. The question that I have is when you are working with companies, like say we take it back to the mid-sized company, they come to you and they now have installed and they kicked off the project, and then who runs it, and who's in charge of it, and how do they maintain the process to make sure that they get the full value from the investment? The nice thing is, because of what you find with a customer, as I said, whether it's a small shop or a very large shop, there are different points of engagement. So what you will find is, some will have a much more structured sales and marketing process, and others just won't. And the nice thing is, as I said to you, we have this foundational data which sits at the core, And then around it is a whole series of activation points. At the moment, our marketing activities are we want to do, you know, we're focused on display advertising because that's just what we do. That's fine. We can light up segments. We can take their data. You know, we can take that market. We work with that marketing operations person and say, give us our ICP. We'll help you light up a segment. We'll enrich that segment. And then with one button click, you can take that segment straight into LinkedIn, into Sales Navigator. We have a native link with LinkedIn, which we're one of the first to have. 
And what it allows you to do is to take a segment straight into LinkedIn through the navigator and then execute your campaigns very, very simply. The same way we have you know, a Marketo linkage. So again, if you're a small shop and you want to just buy a list and light it up that way and run your own campaigns, you know, the marketing person themselves can do that. On the other end of the spectrum, you know, if we're doing a full, just done a propensity for a huge organization, multi-billion in size, who really wanted to understand, look at the whole worldwide landscape and really, uh, you know, to, to score and prioritize the whole worldwide landscape. Well, in that, there were a whole series of stakeholders involved. So the level of engagement depends upon the activation point. You know, the engagement may well be, as I've said, on the one hand, it could be, if it's an audience play, it could be with a digital marketeer. And then as it moves through, it could be with a marketing ops person or a sales ops person, the sales ops person who might want to prioritize a territory or say, well, okay, look, my entry point is just enrich my Salesforce records. Or it could be a sales VP who says, give the data to my sales guys in a structured way in their Salesforce environment so that they can have a context when they call a customer. We flip on a switch on Salesforce and effectively we have a native integration and all of a sudden if that their ICP is, hey, I want these 10 products. If a customer, when I bring up a contact record, if that customer or that, that account has a particular product installed, I want you to tell me about it. Now, the other end of this is you might not be a customer at all. And we have some tools like uh, HG Focus, which you'll, you know, you'll find reference on our site and uh, discover tools with you know these are chrome plugins so hg focus allows you to put a chrome plugin and you put a url in your browser automatically our tool will allow you to surface so many products through that tool and light them up within a again we even have major you know multi-billion dollar clients using that chrome extension you know the sales guys using that chrome extension and you know because that's the way they like to work so however you like to engage and whatever that internal audience point is, the critical thing for us, you know, the front and center, and the reason why HG Data moved to HG Insights is because to drive insights and to be able to drive, you know, to really get effectiveness, as I've said to you, it's about how you activate process. And so we will work, whether it's on a campaign or whether it's and that campaign, the person who runs that campaign is executing through one of our activation tools because they're very easy to use tools, whether that's in a Salesforce or a Marketer or a LinkedIn or, or whatever, or whether it's a platform play. What we do is we work with the client to put the best tool into effect so they can self-serve and really deliver this because the critical part of all of this, though, and the reason why this is all easy is because... It's the structure of the data and the way that we present the data to the client that allows a very simple overlay into the client environment. And historically, as I said, whether this is within the Salesforce landscape, the Marketo landscape, LinkedIn, or whether it's through our bespoke platform play, or even one thing that I should add is we have over 50 channel partners. And those channel partners also have access to our data. So whether you want to engage with us direct or one of our channel partners, you know, think of any major CDP play or any major player, you know, in Pensity or any of those, or even in Intent, they probably have access to a subset of what we do. And, you know, we have the ability, however the customer wants to engage in the most simplistic way, the effectiveness of his process, we'll have a solution either direct or through our channel. I think that's the critical point. And that's why we changed our name from Data to Insights, because it's about providing the tools to help surface insights within your environment and within your process 
And, you know, we continue to bring out more and more activation tools. And whether that's with a, you know, a marketeer, a, a marketing ops person, a sales person, a sales VP, a sales ops person, we have a whole suite of tools which deliver different things to make sure we engage in an effective way with the client's process. Got it. And so the linchpin in many cases then is the abilities of the people that you're dealing with at the client side though, right? Because you can only put so much money into professional services before you have to pull out and let them ride the bike, right? <laughs> Take the training wheels off. And then you got yeah, to, you rely and, and, on- And I don't, that, I, I don't uh, want to confuse this with, I think it's an important distinction actually that, you know, if I projected it's professional services, actually our professional services probably makes up about half a percent of our operational revenue. This isn't a professional, what we do is we've built activation tools that when the client buys the data from us we deliver that data or the insights back to them in the most effective tool set that they need so whether that is as i've said a salesforce activation point or a linkedin activation point or a marketo activation point the tools are there and the efficiencies or the syndicated cost efficiencies are there because it's delivered primarily through a tool our desktop as a service is really a, I would say, a customer success overlay to make sure that we fit into that client's process, not a professional services overlay. And the professional services overlay only comes in if you want to do something really different, like you want to do a, you know, a big propensity model, that's different. If what you want to do is to light up your data by enriching it, you know, that's a match and apply. If what you want to do is take an ICP or define an ICP, you know, for us to be able to identify the products that you need to enrich with, I've got to do an ICP with you to start with. I'll do that as part of my customer success because I want to expose the products to you. And to do that, I've got to really help you identify what those products are. And so, you know, part of you know, that customer success approach is self-serving because in order to be able to best serve your process and best support your campaigns, we work with you because ultimately, if I get my data in, if I can get our data and insights into your organization and you get the kind of returns that our customers get, you're never going to move away from it because I bring to our customer organizations structured data, structured insights, and real intelligence that they can run across, whether it's across their planning process or their execution processes. And as I've said, the reason why I started off with, we have this common data at the core, whether the entry point is merely, I want to enrich a campaign, or it's I want to set a contextual view of customers in Salesforce, or it's I want to go the whole other way and build a really detailed propensity model through professional services approach we can engage with the whole gamut of that, mainly because what we've delivered is a whole suite of activation, syndicated activation tools to be able to deliver that for the customer. And I, you know, I can tell you now, I have many, many customers who are sub 50 million in size, sub 20 million in size, many who engage with us through marketing and sales operations and have achieved incredible results, the testimonial clients for us. And they've done it through using those activation tools. And then as they grow, the nice thing is they may well start with a list enrichment, but as they move through that and say, great, now how do I light that segment up? How do I use your tools to then help me engage through LinkedIn or whatever? All it is is about opening up another activation point, another tool within the process. And the biggest challenge for most of our customers in the past has been, how do I really achieve sales and marketing alignment? 
But what we provide, because we provide data which bridges the whole sales and marketing process or can support the whole sales and marketing process, whether that entry point is through sales or through marketing, or whether it starts with sales and then retrospectively goes back into, great, now I've contextualized through sales, hey, marketing get a wind, and now what we want to do is to really you know, enrich our campaigns to really then help that sales resource, whether it's back to front or whether it starts at sales marketing and works forwards into that sales environment, it really doesn't matter. It's the same data and the same structure. And that's one of the things I can't understate. The ability to traverse a process and help customers to get the right data that they can grow with, start simply if need be, but they can grow with across that process. But to achieve that, you need this very well-structured or you need a provider that has this very well-structured foundational data that you can draw upon, whether you're drawing on one data point or you're drawing on several thousand, or you're drawing today on 10 and then next month or next year, you're taking in 100 because you've grown, you know, and it's proven itself in your organization and you've grown in sophistication to apply. That's why I started this by saying with the backdrop of, you know, most customer environments, where you know they need the ability to access the kind of level of data that you know the very wealthy companies can. Well, we can do that now because we have this data in a very well structured form, which we can syndicate access through. Whether you're spending a few thousand dollars or many hundreds of thousands, it's the same data. It's the same implied access. The process level might be different, but that doesn't matter. You know, we grow with clients and. The HG has been around for many, many years and it's established itself now as the de facto. And, and as I said, we have clients spending, you know, a very small amount to others who are spending. And that's because, you know, we are there for them to help them grow and penetrate the market in the most effective way. So, you know, as I started, whether it's a list buy or it's an end-to-end process, we can help every customer. Yeah, I'm curious about that. So I've got a very unique audience that I go out to, to talk about 10 bound and we have six employees. So can you help us? I think, well, you know, the, I think the critical thing is, first of all, understanding your market. We're not quite at a billion is, in revenue. No, no, not at all. For yourselves, I think it's a great use case. So let's look at that. So, you know, we, our primary focus, of course, is, is patterning the installation spend and contracts of enterprise companies, right? Or enterprise and non-commercial companies. Now, vendors themselves are enterprises. And the one thing that we do from our side, you know, the way that I profile vendors, of course, is much more from the point of view of, you know, we focus on what is the internal IT infrastructure of organizations. And I think the first question will be, you know, is, is your organization interested in the internal footprint of a company? You might look and say, well, actually, my focus, well, my ICP is really focused around how I can help organizations with their sales and marketing process. Well, what we don't do is we don't provide intelligence on a sales and marketing process. We provide intelligence on companies and their IT activities to help companies, IT companies, IT providers to better target those IT end users. Now, if your audience is, I want to understand now for yourself, because I know you're focused on the sales and marketing in landscape, or, or I believe you are, you know, what we're able to do, of course, it's a different use case and not a typical use case in it's not my primary use case, but, you know, we have a lot of intelligence on the vendor landscape. So, of course, I know, you know, I can, with, with 100 million plus installations, I can tell you, for example, by market, who is penetrated where, the level of their penetration, where their focus is, what their activities are. If your focus is, I want to really understand 
you know, which vendors dominate which segment so I can help them who's winning, who's losing, what's going on, what their footprint is, where their principal markets are, because through your focus, you want to help those companies to better engage with particular markets. And of course, we can help with that because we understand those vendor landscapes. But we understand those vendor landscapes through the eyes of the installations that they have with end user companies. And I think if that fits your process, and this comes to my earlier point, then we can absolutely help 10 Mount. If it doesn't fit your process because you're really focused in how can we help someone's operational process around, you know, use case need, whatever, then, you know, my focus and work on use cases with customers is about helping them to engage with those end user audiences. If that aligns with your own use case, then sure, I can help. Excellent. Okay. So I'm interested. <laughs> I'll take it offline though, definitely, because, you know, it sounds like, an amazing solution and what a wide swath of the market from massive enterprises to tiny companies. So. I think my frustration in the market and why when we started this, I formed Pivotal was because there's a danger out there, right? That there are the data landscape. There are so many providers peddling data and there are so many providers who are doing it. You know, you can buy lists everywhere and data is becoming commoditized. And the big problem for that and many vendors' own internal data is becoming commoditized. And the big problem of it is, is just very simple because data is valuable and, you, you know, and data and insights are only valuable if you're able to surface it within your process. And what we have done at HG is bring our data together in a structure that allows for very easy integration into a vendor's landscape and process. You know, as I said earlier, if you don't operationalize that data or you don't operationalize if your sales guys don't use the data that we have to contextualize the discussion and you don't use that data within your campaigns and you don't use it to help your messaging or whatever, you're not going to get a realizable benefit. You're just applying data and overlaying data without any operational gain. So, you know, as I started this, where the biggest impact comes is not just through what the data says, but it's also when you apply that data internally and you give yourself a purpose where you turn around and say, we've got this great data. Let's now run some campaigns some focus campaigns. Let's help contextualize the sales message. Let's put this in front of the sales guy. So when he calls, he knows what to say. What an upkick. And what makes us different is the fact that we as a unique provider see the marriage of process or customer process with data, structured data, and we've focused on for the last three or four years on how we orientate our data to best fit into that client process in a structured way. So it's the first time as a marketeer or as a salesperson, you know, I could, for example, very simply show you, let's take a, I could take SAP, I could show you their installation footprint, probably within 30 seconds. I can show you it. I can then break it down by market, by size band, by revenue size band, by employees, size band, by industry, by segment. And I can take all of that. And I can then turn around and say, how does that compare against oracles? How does it compare, by the way, against 10,000 other products? How does it compare against? So if you're a vendor operating in the security space and you want to understand, you know, who's dominant by which market within the security segment and where the gaps are, or where the weaknesses are, you start to see how this data, because of its structure, really simplifies how you can and empowers how you can view a market very, very simply. The reason why, coming back to the point, this isn't a professional services play, but why this is so easy to engage with your process is because this isn't a hairball of data. This isn't as applying a technology solution, a CDP or anything, and just saying, hey, let's try and see what we can find in the data. This is taking data in a very structured way and saying, 
let us light up your internal data and really show you how you can use our enriched firmos, our you know, in-store spend, et cetera, and use that to segment this data very, very cleanly and run campaigns more effectively and run, and all very, very simply because the data is well-ordered and structured. And when I say to you literally in with, with two or three button clicks that I can take SAP's customer base, segment it by market to that degree to six different, you know, I can break them down to just about every order of magnitude in every industry, that only comes because you formed your data and you built it bottom up and ordered it in a very structured way. And it's the power of that when I overlay that into a vendor's landscape. Through the tools we have, not physically, manually, through PS or anything else, but physically through those activation tools, that whether that's Marketo or Salesforce or anything else, wow, you bring that in the landscape where someone can suddenly see it and say, wow. you know. And if you want to see it, as I've said for the audience here, you go have a look at HG Focus, very, very simple. It's a Chrome extension. Put a URL in, put the products you're interested in, watch what comes back, and you'll start to see how you can contextualize, even at a domain level, very, very simply. And if it's simple as that, imagine you overlay that into your sales and marketing campaigns, into your sales discussions. Look at the difference that makes. So there's a takeaway there from this, which should be a huge value for all. Have a look at HG Focus, the, the Chrome extension. But if not, come and talk to us and we will show you in a very simple engagement how we can really help you with your challenges and accelerate, you know, help you make your sales and marketing more effective and really accelerate your revenues and, and do it in a cost-effective and time-effective way. I love it. I am plugging in HD Focus to my browser as we speak. Sweet. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I really recommend it. Just look at the power of it. So hopefully that was useful to you. I love it. I love it. And our target is using a certain technology, a pair of technologies. And so this is something I can use immediately. But I just appreciate you giving us the background and diving into how the landscape works and the challenges. And we just appreciate you being on the Sales Development Podcast, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. And how can we get in touch with you if we want to learn more about HD Insights? Yeah, I think the easiest way is Advocate of Sales and Marketing Effectiveness. HGinsights.com is our website. And through that, we have Groove and a whole series of other tools which will allow you to have a very quick engagement with the organization. And the reason why I point you through the website merely is because what it allows us to do is we obviously have very well-structured processes as a And what it means is we can route any inquiries to the, to the best place and make sure we get you the best outcome very, very quickly. So that's HGinsights.com. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. I know it's getting late there, so we'll let you sure. get on thank with you your Thank you to the audience for listening to me drone <laughs> off. And thanks again for being on the Sales Development Podcast, Tim. Not at all. Thank you, David. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.